Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Oh, God, this is just getting, like, so confusing. Chapter 32. Okay, this is not a part one or part two. This is just, like, chapter 32. Okay. Chapter 32. Ma'am. Cass buried her face in her mother's shoulder. The smell smells were comforting. Coffee, bran muffins, printer ink, and not the slightest hint of chocolate. I missed you so much, said Cass. Well, I'm right here, said her mother. Thank goodness you're all right. I've had I've had so much to tell you. I've been thinking if you really want to find your birth parents, I'll help. It's not fair to keep my fears in the way of getting in the way of this. Cass extracted herself from the long hug. Thanks, but we can talk about this later. Her mother nodded. You're right. The first thing first things first. You wouldn't believe what what's going on here. There are child slaves and chocolate monkeys. I have to get a phone. I have to get to a phone. If only she knew, Cass thought. Part of her wanted to try and explain where they were and what was really happening, but there were certain things that mothers were just not meant to hear. I know, Mom, we've got to get you out of here. Get me out of here? I have to get you out of here. I know it might not seem like like it right now, but I'm the grown-up and you're my child. Hi, Mel, said Max Ernest, stepping forward, Yo-Yoji next to him, bowing to Cass's mother. Max Ernest? Yoji, you're here too? <laughs> she had been so excited to see her daughter that she hadn't noticed them when they'd sprung from her cell. Okay, you are making so much noise. And then Yo-Yoji said something in Japanese, but nobody knows knows what he said, so boyfriend's going to have to pull out the decoder. Yoji, are you speaking Japanese? She looked at him confused. He said it's an honor to meet you, ma'am. And Max Ernest said Max Ernest, glancing down at his decoder, which in fact said, I throw myself at your feet, my queen, for I am just a lowly snake. That's very nice, but we've met many times. I'll explain later, said Cass quickly. Now... Can you just wait for us here for a minute? What are you talking about? You better not be thinking of going somewhere without me, said Cass's mother, indignant. The only way I'm letting you out of my sight is if you lock me up again. Please, there's something I have to do, said Cass. What? I can't tell you, Mom, but I promise if you do what I say, I'll do what you say for the rest of my life. Ha, that'll be the day. Mel turned to Simone. What's going on here? I know my daughter, and she's always up to something. Simone, if you know anything, you need to tell me. I'm sorry, I don't understand, said Simone, smiling apod- apologetically. My English. Uh, she's pretending not to know. Max Ernest, yo, Yoji, you guys are coming with me, said Cass, ignoring her mother. Simone, you too. I need your help. Before her mother could stop her, she was striding away with her friends in tow. As Mel watched in mute frustration, the Quizzital emerged from the rainforest and followed the kids above, flapping his tail in the wind, the tuning fork. As far as Cass was concerned, she couldn't leave the world, the wild world without it. She was responsible for giving it to Hugo, and she had to get it back. It was too powerful and too awful of an object to leave in the hands of the midnight sun. It was also, Max Ernest had explained, the key to restoring Yoyoji to his old self. Max Ernest had watched Dr. L and Hugo use the tuning fork to create the antidote for the pellet pel- dior. 
That... That was how they brought Cass back. If he wasn't feeling the antidote, Yoyoji might live the rest of his years as a samurai. Not that I would mind, said Max Ernest, struggling to keep up with her. I mean, I've never been anybody's master before, and it's kind of kind of convenient to have somebody to boss around like that. You think I could have him fight all the bullies at school? You'll have to have him fight me fight me if you don't help me with the tuning fork right now, said Cass. Okay, okay. Where'd Yoyoji go anyways? Simone pointed. He's in the grass. The others turn. Um, no, said Cass. Do you think he's a snake now? Yoyoji was on his belly, slithering towards the rainforest. I don't know. Maybe he's hypnotized himself when he was hypnotizing the mamba. You better go ha- You better go give him his orders, Simone. And I are going to go get some free kids. Go, go. Gonna free go free some, <laughs> gonna go free some kids. Then I'm gonna go look for the tuning fork. I'll meet you in the kitchen. Before Max could Ernest could argue, Cass was on her way. At this rate, it would be a while before he could ask her about what she'd heard about the secret. Shaking his head, he started walking after Yo Yoji while typing. Come back, you're not a snake. Come back, you're not a snake. Okay, this is funny. I love when the books get funny. It's just good. It's just good, plain fun, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Off to the next chapter.